Welcome to the Living Parables Podcast, where we uncover spiritual truth and lessons God has given us through His Word and our own life stories. I am Nate, your host. To all the listeners tuning into the show, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate all of you, and now let us begin. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to another week. Today we're going to try something a little bit differently. We're going to do a complete, raw, unedited, pretty quick study of what it means to be a disciple. A lot of times I've listened to several podcasts and and myself included, I've done this and many podcasts do this. You know, they edit and record and re-record and we're just going to go raw. We're going we're gonna to go for it. We're going to see how it goes. It's it's kind of like we're live in a way, but not. So uh, forgive me if I do mess up occasionally. So with that being said, our two main pieces of scriptures we are going to focus on today. They're found in Luke, the 14th chapter, verses 25 through 33. And we are also going to be in the book of Mark, chapter 8 verses 34 through 38. So, last week we hit really, really hard about being new, about what it means to be a Christian, what are the steps in being regenerated and being uh, born again. So, uh, I have to tell you, I was I was on cloud nine. I was, I had a spiritual high, I guess, if you will. And it was, it was a really great feeling. And some of the things of the world started to eke in and kind of steal away that joy. Uh, and so, you know, I have to, I have to just remember that it's, it's not about me. It's not about me looking good or uh, having thousands upon thousands of listeners. Uh, I'm here for, if, if it's just one person, I'm here for you. So uh, again, I appreciate you. Now, discipleship is a, a big step that often gets tossed to the wayside when someone is baptized into the family of God and is something that is not taken. I think personally, I don't think it's taken too serious. A lot of times when people are, are baptized into a church, you know, you get that, that rush, that, that overwhelming sense of uh, almost like ecstasy in a way. It's, it's such a, it's such an amazing moment. And then after that fades, then what? You know, this is this is not a this is not like you know like getting high or 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 a fad. This is not something like that where it's just temporary and you have to get it again and again and again. This is not like that at all. Uh God, remember, God fills the void that the world claims to fill, but it cannot. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and jump right in. We're going to go start with the book of Mark, chapter 8, verses 34 through 38. You would think that I would be there right now. I was actually in, in the book of Luke, but I decided to go here first. So you're probably, you probably already beat me there. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go and get started. 
starting in the 34th verse. This is what it says. We're going to read 34 through 38. And he summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If anyone wishes to come after me, this is Jesus talking, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? For what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Okay, that's a lot to take in, a lot to process. So if you want to pause it, go ahead and reread it, and then uh, go ahead and hit uh, unpause. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take this piece by piece here. So if you want to come after Jesus Christ, that's kind of what we discussed last week. That's you coming after him. What do we need to do next? We need to deny yourself. Well, a denial of self is not simply, you know what? I'm not going to eat out this week. You know what? I'm not going to go get a coffee today. That's not what that means. Denying of yourself is who you think you are, who you think you identify as, that all goes away. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Now, here's the biggest thing. It says that you must take up his cross and follow me. So what does it mean to take up your cross? Well, what did it mean for Jesus when he took up his cross? It means he was going to die. So it is a complete death to self. Because remember, we don't identify what the world says we are or what we can be. What our true identity, identify, uh, excuse me, our true identity lies in Jesus and Jesus alone. I told you guys this was raw, so it's as raw as it gets. Um, now, moving on. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life from me and the gospel will save it. For what good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Imagine for a minute you had the world. I mean, the whole world. And obviously, we're not talking about the whole world here. But think about the American dream. Could you imagine having a, having a mansion, having uh, you know, a trophy wife or, or trophy husband, uh, and the, you know, the statistical number for the amount of kids that's perfect for a family, having the nice cars, nice house, maybe a boat, uh, live by the ocean, whatever it is your your paradise would be, that's what it's saying here. If you have all that, yet forfeit your soul, is it worth it? And most certainly it is not. And it says here in verse 38, if anyone is ashamed of me, this is Jesus talking, and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. You got to be careful. You got to be so careful. With discipleship, it is no longer about what you want. 
Because during this regeneration process, it's not an overnight process. During this time of regeneration, the Holy Spirit transforms your mind. Remember we talked about that last week. Transforms our heart, gives us a new heart, gives us a renewed mind. Okay, so here this is perfectly in line with what we talked about last week. Because what we used to think was important, what we used to value for ourselves, now Jesus becomes supreme. He becomes number one. He is on the throne instead of us, as well it should be. So, this piece of scripture, and these four powerful verses, need to understand that being a disciple comes at a heavy, heavy cost. And I have to tell you something right now. It has cost me in my life. If you notice the last two weeks, I haven't really told you too many of my uh, my own stories, have I? Not really. And I, I kind of did that for a reason because I, I said in the beginning on our intro, it's not just a catchy intro, but I truly mean that we're uncovering that spiritual truth that God has given us through his word. So that's the last two weeks we've gone through his word. And a little bit here this week with my own personal story. So in my walk with the Lord, uh, I was baptized when I was 13. And I have to tell you, on this road of discipleship, I'm growing every single day. Sometimes I will have to admit that there are days where I fall way short. And thankfully, God is always there. But I've lost friends. I've lost family members. I've had people that barely even know me, just know me the fact that I know the Lord, and that makes them really uncomfortable. Uh, I've been, uh, to be honest with you, I've been ostracized in many different things, but it's all worth it. Because I don't value what the world thinks. And if if people want to walk away from me because I believe in the Lord, I count that I count that as a I'm not I don't want to say it's a blessing, but I count that as something that God would honor and that I hope that me staying true to God, me still in in love with that person as far as a relationship goes, hopefully that they can see that and, and move past that and maybe even through that example of, of God working through me and loving that person through me that they would see and find Christ. That's that's the ultimate goal. Now, uh, I, we have to jump to Luke, the 14th chapter. You can go there now. The next book over. Getting there myself. Luke chapter 14. The 25th verse all the way to verse 33. Okay. Overshot a little bit. Okay. We're going to go ahead and read this all the way through and then talk about it. And then we'll let you go. This is what it says in the 25th verse. Now large crowds were going along with him. And he turned to them and, and said, 
If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoa. Verse 27 says, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he had laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who observe it begin to ridicule him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king... When he sets out to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down and consider whether he is strong enough with 10,000 men to encounter the one coming against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So then, none of you can be my disciple who do, does not give up all his own possessions. And... Uh, <laughs> That right there, I have to tell you that that's some very, very powerful pieces of scripture. We're going to go ahead and break this down, and then it'll be time for us to go. So, in verse 26, where it says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, go on and on. If you have a relationship that you value more than Jesus Christ, it cannot be. You cannot be his disciple. No relationship can be more important than Jesus. No one. I have to tell you this right now. When I was a young man, I, and I'm not terribly old, but you know, life. But I have to tell you that when I was a young man and had my, had my first girlfriend, you know, I just kind of lost my mind and I, I didn't value God more than that relationship. And it doesn't have to be a boyfriend, girlfriend thing. It, I mean, I valued other relationships more than God, uh, other than that, but that's the one that I can relate to the most. And what ended up happening is I was very unhappy. I was more alone than with somebody. Uh, I had, uh, cause friction with my family. It is. It just wasn't a great thing because it's funny how God teaches you things as you go old, get older, and the older you get in Christ, the more you're follow follow Him and learn more in this discipleship process. Because in Colossians one seventeen it says that in Him Jesus Christ, in Him all things hold together. So. If he's not the center, more often than not, things are going to fall apart. So no relationship can be more important than Jesus Christ. It, it just cannot be. And if you do not carry your own cross, if you don't deny yourself and go after Jesus Christ, you cannot be his disciple. And talking about counting the cost here. So we're going we're gonna to be building a deck. I can't just say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and build the deck. I I don't care how much process it's going to take. I don't care how much money it's going to be. I don't even care what the dimensions. I'm just going to go for it. And more often than not, it's probably not going to go well. 
That's why it's talking here in these next few verses about building the tower. It doesn't have to be necessarily a tower, but in here it talks about that. And if you don't first sit down and calculate the cost, well, you're probably going to get ridiculed in the end because you're probably not going to be able to finish it. How often do we count the cost when it comes to other things in our lives? Uh, do we count the cost of, of following Christ? Because a lot of times from the pulpit, we have people uh, making Jesus out to be something that he is not. He is not a genie. He is he is not your uh, materialistic God. He is not somebody that's going to make you rich. He's not going to heal every single thing that's wrong with you or your family members. I had a I'm not going to tell you who it is, but there is and many there's many celebrities, but there's a celebrity in particular that was pretty well known and uh, hasn't been a lot of movies lately, but she was having an issue because her mother was sick and she prayed to God and said, can you please spare my mother? And guess what happened? He took her. So I have to tell you, at that point when I read the article, that's when she decided that she wasn't going to believe in Jesus Christ or believe in God anymore because he took her mom. I get the the hurt, and I don't want to go through losing any one of my family members, but that shows a lack of faith. A very, very, I would I wouldn't even say an even remotely deep amount of faith. It's completely service level faith. We all have a destiny uh and death, and that's an appointment that we can never bail out on, we can never cancel. And that's why this this here is is so important. Moving on. Now. I have to tell you something here as we as we wrap up. Verse 33 in another in another translation NIV is what it says. In the same way if any one of you does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. If you do not count the cost of being a follower of Jesus Christ, once the demand of sacrifice in our lives comes, we will turn away. Just like the rich young young ruler in Luke 18, 18. And we'll go back to our worldly desires. So I'm going to leave you with this last thought, and then we're going to go. I know what you're thinking. You're like, Nate, last week you were at the 40-minute mark, and now you're you're almost at 20. What's happening? You know, uh, I don't want to keep these too long. Uh, I, want to, I, I want to give you some spiritual truth that God has given me that, that, that speak directly from the Scriptures, not from me. I can give you examples from my own life, but I don't want to keep this thing too terribly long for you. So uh, I'm going to leave you with this last thought here. And this is about regarding your relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you willing to, the following, be hated, lose friendships, turn from habits and routines, be imprisoned, persecuted, ridiculed, mocked, alienated from your family, loss of your job or reputation? Are you willing to be an obedient God follower and to God's commands, 
rather than yours? Are you willing to lose your life for the sake of Jesus Christ? Those are some heavy questions there, but I have to tell you guys something really interesting. I I read all these stories of Christians in in different countries, mostly third world countries, that are boldly professing the name of Jesus Christ because there is no other God except for the God that has the Son who's Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. All the rest of them are false. God regenerates, transforms, renews your mind, and offers you eternal salvation that no one else can offer. He fills voids that nobody else can fill. You heard me say that probably if this is like the third or fourth episode in, but I cannot stress to you, those are, that's real. I'm speaking truth to you. So I, I, I listen to all these stories about Christians being executed for their, I mean, basically they're just saying, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Yes, I do. And they, and they kill him. Are we in America, do we have that faith to say, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ if, if we were faced with that predicament? Makes you think, doesn't it? And I have to tell you something here. I've had fa- uh, family members that they, they, they jump from one relationship to another, trying to, trying to find that, that void. And guess what? They break up with that person and they're right back on the next week. And they're so in love with this next person. And I get trying to be fulfilled in that area, but relationships like that, the most intimate, they don't solve your problems. It doesn't, it doesn't fill that void inside of you. And I have to tell you guys, the the cost of following Jesus, it can be costly. We just went through, are you willing to? Those, those are some of the costs. But the cost of not following Jesus. Okay, I'm going to say it again. The cost of not following Jesus is more costly than to follow him. Because if you don't follow him, if he is not your savior, there are two destinies. You have the broad road that leads to destruction, that's hell. Or you have the narrow road, and few find it, and that goes to heaven. And that that path to heaven, that narrow road, is only through Jesus Christ. So I have to I have to tell you guys, drug addiction is at an all-time high. We've had mass shootings, uh, church bombings, church shootings. Uh, we have our I mean, our society is is so is so messed up that sometimes it's 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 hard to even open the news and look at it. But divorce rates are still up. Uh, people are not even actually getting married. They're more they're staying with each other because they don't want to give that commitment. So we live in a generation now that doesn't want to commit to anything. And that's a problem when it comes to Jesus Christ because it's more than a marriage with Jesus Christ. It, it's 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 more than that. It, it's like that, but it's it, it's much more of a cost. I mean, right now there are TV shows that say, you know, they have like 90 Day Fiance or are married at first sight. I mean, it's, yeah, they're probably entertaining shows and they're, they're drama and people cry and this and that. But 
we're we're demeaning marriage. People are getting divorced left and right just because they can't stand the person they're married with anymore. People are giving in to suicide because they have no hope. They have no, uh, I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, but there's no hope. There's there's despair 24 hours a day. They can't find peace. In Jesus, you can find that peace. Drug addiction. People, a lot of times people are, are addicted to drugs because, why? Well, because they want to run away from their problems or they've been traumatized in life. And guess what? In Jesus Christ, that doesn't happen. He will, he will never leave you, will never forsake you. He, he has so much grace to offer you. He has peace. Man, that's a word we need right now, don't we? Peace. He gives you peace, true peace. So I know that was a lot, but what you need to understand about discipleship, and there's a lot more to discipleship, and we'll probably get to that at another time, but it's a denial of yourself. You need to take up your cross and you follow him. And by following him, you get in the word every single day. Start in the book of John. Just, just read through it. Okay? Just read through it. You may not understand everything, like I said before, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Write it in the show. I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. So um, with that being said, I appreciate you guys tuning into the show today. I know it was a different episode. No editing, I promise. This was absolutely no editing. I'm not going to do this every single time, but I thought this was kind of a, a kind of a cool idea to try. And just so I had no notes really prepared for this either. Uh, I know you're like, wow, this guy is really unprofessional. But sometimes you just you need to speak from the heart. Uh, I've been a I've been a disciple of Jesus Christ ever since I was 13. I'm 35 now. So 22 years uh, doesn't mean I'm a Bible scholar or anything like that. But uh, what I will tell you is that I do have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is very deep. It's very personal. His commands and what he what he offers, I take very, very seriously. And I love him. I love him so much. And I fail him. I'm not perfect. And he is always there for me. He has never left me. When people have abandoned me and left me by the wayside, told me I'm not good enough or this, or that. He is always there. And so uh, he offers you salvation. He offers you regeneration, a renewed heart, a renewed mind. And there is absolutely 100% guarantee, this is from me to you, there is no one like Jesus Christ. There's no one that can fill you up. There's no one that can love you any more than he does. So with that being said, uh, again, I appreciate your time today. Thank you for tuning in the show. I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps you and gives you peace. And until we meet again, God bless you, my friends.